0: My sister's probably upset because we said penis a whole bunch. Why you can't say, I mean, we can't say penis? You uh, can't say penis? I said peen. You did say peen, but I said penis. I don't. It's not a naughty word. Penis, 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 penis. <laughs> <laughs> so first off, before we get going. I'm going to open up my Kickstart because we have basically two weeks worth of stuff to talk about tonight. Mm-hmm. All right, so here we go. Ah, plus, it's cold, and you got to drink it when it's cold, otherwise, it's no good.
1: Yeah, you got to get him while the getting's good, you know? Hey, pass me a Kickstart.
0: So, this is Alex Sturgeon with the Hobbytown Hobbyplex. With me, as always, Will Brinton. We're here to talk about a lot of stuff today, mostly centered around the Hobbytown Hobbyplex, the original one.
1: Yeah. Not that fake one.
0: <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, but also there's some stuff to talk about nationally too, and regionally. Um, but we, we kind of need to get into it. So this show is always brought to you in course by pivot lending group, and you can find them at pivotlending.com. If you mention our show to Don Zoller or Aiden Nelson's dad. Um if you're going to do a refinance or a uh, straight up mortgage home loan, you get $500 lender credit or 0. .125 off um your interest rate.
1: Both are pretty decent deals if yeah. you think
0: about it. Where should we start? Do we, we should probably talk about Cody Janjakovic and Ryan Hodgson first, don't you think?
1: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: So last week, um right after, I think it was right after we got done um trying to get the show in Uh, I got news that uh, Cody Jandrakovic, who's a longtime Region 8 guy, um, not just that. I mean, he raced at a lot of, I think he raced at a lot of uh, national events. And also, I think he went to like either the pre-worlds or the worlds one year um, back in like the late 90s, early 2000s. Really? Hard to keep track, yeah.
1: Which worlds? Where would that have been at, you
0: think? Minrig? It was at Minrig, which would have been 2000... Five,
1: was that in the United States? Then,
0: yeah, it was in Florida.
1: Is that the one that Cavalieri won?
0: oof I, I honestly don't remember.
1: Ooh, that might have been the one Billy Easton won. Actually, was it
0: Billy? Well, I know because you had you had. Uh, I know ninety nine was in Africa. Mm-hmm. I know uh, two thousand one. Man, I don't remember where two thousand one was at. Yikes. I'm getting, I'm, my RC history is usually really good and I don't remember where those two were at. I know one of them was in Italy and I know I'm pretty sure Cavallari won that one.
1: If you're listening right now and you know, message in with the answer and the first one to do it gets 20 points.
0: <laughs> uh, anyways, uh, off track, but, uh, anyways, uh, you know, he, uh, um, uh, it's kind of public knowledge already. So basically, uh, COVID got him. It's what it sounds like. Yeah just a huge blow to all of us. That's known him for a really long time. And uh, we're just not ready for that at all. I mean, I, I was pretty much, I was very quiet. My wife was trying to figure out what was wrong with me. And uh, I was uh, um, very, very quiet when I found out the following, you know, the, for the whole following day. So uh, we were trying to think of what to do. We were going to do, we were going to raffle off the, the team associated backdrop. Cause I was going to have a new one made for next year. Hmm. And, uh, and then Jerry Doherty texted me and he's like, Hey, I want to buy a car to raffle off and we'll, we'll put it towards his GoFundMe account. And, uh, which we should mention here, but I've been having trouble finding it, to be honest with you.
1: Can we say how much money we raised with the raffle?
0: Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. But anyways, uh, so then Friday night during practice, we found out that Ryan Hodgson which is a, a racer from the Sioux City area. He's come down to the Plex uh, several times. Um, he's hit a couple summer series races, racing mini truggy and stuff too this year. Well, he passed away like Friday night, and so then it became. I was like, man, we should we got we got to add him. You know, we got to raise money for his family too. Well, then Brian Cox came through and uh, volunteered to buy a uh, techno truggy. And so, um, oh, that's right. 2003 was the year, uh, Craig and, and not Craig. Uh, yeah. Craig, Neil Craig, right? Is it Craig or Crag? Craig. Craig. Yeah. Neil Craig one. That's right. I forgot about that. Anyways. Uh, so, so we ended up with two cars and so then we sold raffle tickets, uh, Friday night and then all day Saturday we gave the vehicles away between the heats and the mains. We ended up raising, uh, basically $1,100 and ended up being 1100 altogether. Wow! And so we split it up between them. Um, I handed John Baird an envelope, and uh, I handed Jerry an envelope. I think Jerry uh, is putting it in the GoFundMe page, and uh, I'll see if I can find it because um, we should probably plug that. But I I don't know. That just sucks.
1: Yeah. No, like I, I, I didn't know um, either one of them overly well. Um, I know I've met them both a few times, but. Uh, man, it's just like life is short. Like I, I did a lot of reflecting at the track and it's like, man, don't be afraid to go out with your buddies and have that beer, eat that cheeseburger, Yeah, the the finer things in life that make life worth living with your friends. Like, cause, uh, you never know.
0: Yeah. I love cheeseburgers.
1: Yeah. I'm a regular Jimmy, Jimmy Buffett <laughs> cheeseburger in um, paradise.
0: I just, uh. The Cody thing, the Cody thing got to me because I've known Cody for a long time. So I, we, uh, Ken Peterson did a tribute video. He wanted me to contribute to it. So I thought of something, some stuff that I could say. And one of them was, I, you know, I think the first time I ever saw Cody was, was in 1995 at, uh, when regionals were at, um, Exarbon RC. Mm-hmm. There used to be a track here in Omaha in the Exarban complex before it all got turned down and turned into Soda Sopa. And, oh, really? Yeah. And, uh, Rob Connor actually ran that track. That was his track mm-hmm. before it was a winter circle. It was Exarban. I, uh, um, I didn't really know, know him then. And then the following year, the regionals were in Lincoln. And, you know, that's when I started to pay a little bit more attention to the kind of the whole crowd that raced region eight. And then mm-hmm. the following year, we regionals read BNL hobbies for two years straight, 97, 98. And uh, Cody was one of the first ones to come up to me and go like, um, like you're looking really fat. Not that's Eric. Eric's talks like that. But Cody was like, Cody was like, same kind of Oklahoma, Oklahoma, Kansas draw. He was like, he's like, you're you're running real fast this weekend, out because I, I was, I was running stock buggy and I was doing really well. And then um, in '99, this didn't make it on the tribute video, but um, I won my first regional title in 1999, stock in stock buggy. I TQ'd mod buggy and stock buggy, and in order for me to win. Somebody, somebody, this kid, uh, Chris had to race and, um, or I'm sorry, this kid, Chris Yates. I remember his name now, Chris Yates. Uh, he won an A main and I won an A main and basically somebody else other than him had to win for me to win stock buggy overall. And, um, Cody, uh, was in second chasing this dude down and, and I was standing like right next to him on the stand. And I remember going, go get him, go to Cody, go get him, go get him, go get him and Cody's like I'm trying and then he uh he passed him and after the race we're walking off the stand and he kind of turned and kind of smirked a little it was a smirk it wasn't really a smile it was more like a smirk and he's like he's like you owe me one you owe me one and I'm like yeah I do <laughs> cuz he yeah. basically faci- he basically facilitated uh me winning my first uh my first regional title so and Cody I think has, I, I, it's kind of hard to go back and find records of any regional region eight regional event period mm-hmm. um, because the websites changed and, and not everybody has rev ups. I mean, I've got a bunch of them. I need to go back through them again and just try to find this stuff. Cause I probably got, you know, six or seven years worth of rev ups, but pretty sure he's, he still holds the, the title for the most two wheel drive mod buggy uh, regional
2: titles.
1: That, that is pretty badass though. Like the, like, so you're like the fastest guy in that class in the region for the longest period of time. Basically. is like pretty much what that means. Yeah. It's like pretty cool.
0: And there's so much parity that now that I don't think that could ever be achieved again. No. You know, plus we don't have regionals every year either. Yeah.
1: Well, and the, the thing that I, I take away from, from this, you know, cause I, I didn't know either one of them overly well, but, um, Nobody has had nobody has a bad thing to say about him, like uh, either one of them, and especially Cody. It's like, you know, he was he was the guy at the track. It sounds like that everybody wanted to be friends with, you know, and that means a lot. You know, you can tell how how great a person
0: is by how many people like him. Yeah, and uh,
1: yeah, it sounds like just I everybody love love this guy.
0: You know, even Dennis Johnson got along with Cody. Yeah, which is which I don't think I don't know if you ever met Dennis. I think you came along after he passed away, but when I I was a kid, I remember him, but I, I mean, Dennis is a hard guy to get along with. Like if, if it took a certain nuance in your personality to be able to put up with, with a lot of what Dennis would say and do, but also to kind of enjoy it and admire it. Mm -hmm. Like basically the older I get, the more I totally understand where Dennis was coming (laughs) from for so long. Yeah, But, uh, But I mean, there was, there was back then, there was definitely, there was, I, there was, it was tense sometimes between the, the groups, the Omaha's, the Des Moines, the Hutch, the, the, the St. Louis. And there was certain players in each one of those cities that could be like an ambassador between each one. Mm -hmm. And, and I, and Cody, Cody definitely got along with, with everybody. He never had, you know, he never got into a TIFF that I can remember with anybody. And he was just always fast and he was always like, kind of a just go with the flow sort of personality, which was nice. Yeah. But also very competitive. I mean, he wanted to, he wanted to win. And, uh, oh, yeah. but well, the cool thing about Cody too is, uh, Ryan. Oh God, what's his name? Oh, he's from, uh, Oklahoma. Ryan Dawson. Ryan Dawson made a badass pass on him. I think it was the 99 regionals. Mm-hmm. It was one of those early ones. And Cody was cool with it. I remember, I remember seeing that it was, it was, there was contact, but it wasn't, it wasn't malicious. And I remember Cody coming off the stand going, man, that was a great pass. That was awesome. You know, yeah. he wasn't pissed or nothing. He was like, yeah, that was, that was set up perfectly. You, you you did a great job. And cause Ryan was, Ryan was also very fast back then. He was a TLR driver, low C, whatever you want to call it. But, uh, yeah, dude, I mean, even if you haven't seen him in a while, because like he moved to he moved to Texas for a while, and so I I I didn't get a chance to personally race with him for like quite a long period of time, but then you know he was at our ProTech race, and yeah. uh, and I was able to just talk to him. It's kind of like it's kind of like friends, like um like Chris Catlin and I. Like we don't hang out that much anymore, but when we are together, we're just like, hey dude, what's up? How's it yeah. going? And we just act like we always did. And it was kind of that same way. I saw him in Hutch and I or in Wichita this summer, and I was just giving him crap and. you know, just was like laughing it off and going with it. Sure. Um, And as far as Ryan goes, um, you know, I didn't know him as well as, as some of our other racers who, who are from uh, the Sioux city and Sioux falls and stuff. But uh, when he, when he was down here, he was always nice to have around. There was kind of that group, uh, that group from, from the Sioux city area that, that, that kind of would travel together uh, for carpet racing. And uh, again, kind of the same sort of personality. You never really, Sometimes I'm always I'm always very timid around people I've I'm i meeting for the first time because I gotta like feel them out and see, you know, is this guy gonna be a complainer or is this guy gonna be a, a laid back guy or you know, what am I dealing with here and and uh, you know he was definitely just a chill dude he'd go out and marshal and help marshal if he needed to and and he would run his race and he was competitive in the classes he ran and yeah you know it was just fun oh, yeah. so um so the GoFundMe is. Uh, Memorial fund for Cody Jandrakovic, and they've raised forty one hundred dollars so far. Wow, that's really good. Yeah. <sighs> so, get on there and uh, donate. There's our six hundred bucks from the track. I see on there. So, anyways, I mean, I don't want to bum anybody out, but I, we, I wanted to talk about them. I wanna, almost wanted to spend a whole show. I was going to try to get like some of the some of the guys to almost call in, see if we could figure out how to do that. Yeah. So I I'm really happy with all of our uh, Hobbyplex racers. I pretty pretty much almost everybody bought at least like ten dollars worth of tickets. So, mm-hmm. uh, so that was really good. Let's move on. Uh, so we were going to talk the week before about you going down to Fastlane. Yeah. So tell us about it. How did it go?
1: Well, uh, I I wasn't going to race at it, it Fastlane. I, I was going to yeah, I guess I can go and this is going to work out. It, oh, I know why I wasn't going to go Saturday or Sunday was my wife's birthday and, uh, yeah, they, we, get, they we,
0: get, they get, over it.
1: Yeah. She didn't really have any plans or anything like that. Cause we just go to, we just go to like a really nice dinner. Like, like my, my birthday, we went to a sushi restaurant here in town and spent like almost $200 on sushi and sake. Um, cause that's what I wanted to do. And, uh, we, we we're just going to go out somewhere really nice. And it's something we can both enjoy is the way we look at it. Yeah. And, uh, you know, cause we, we kind of just get whatever, buy the stuff we want, like during the year anyway. So we don't really do gifts. Like I might do like a, like a small thing for her. But anyway, not to go on cause this is going to be a long show. But anyway, so I, I went down, I, I was like, I was like, Oh, I'm not going to go cause it's her birthday. And, um, uh, then she like the morning, like, friday morning or i think it was friday i think it's friday evening when i got home she's like well you can go to fast we can just do something another day i'm like okay no, no, cool and so uh um i i was like kind of last minute decision to go down there and um I, I drove i stayed up till like 11 midnight getting my truck ready to go and then uh I'd left my house at like four o'clock in the morning to get down there, at, uh, Ugh. at seven or seven thirty for when the track opened at eight so that I was able to get practice and, uh, so drove, drove down there by myself. And then, uh, um, you know, we, we raced it. I think like every, every round, like I was changing my car cause the track was like, if you were on an eighth scale, it probably would have been fine. But for ten scale two wheel drive gas truck, it was pretty slippery. Um, it was kind of hard to get a hold of and whatnot. But anyway, so uh, um, it was like it was kind of like running on a like in the groove. It was kind of like a polished concrete floor almost.
0: That like pretty much always uh, like that. Is it really always like that?
1: Oh, anytime okay. that I raced on
0: the outdoor, it's it's always uh, it's it's always a polished, slippery kind of surface
1: really yeah everybody yeah. seems surprised that they're they the traction is like that
0: really yeah dude every time every time that i've <laughs> raced there but a <laughs> lot of times it'll do that after it rains yeah so if it rains and, and we race on it that's what happens
1: yeah and i'm not complaining about it oh everybody no, no definitely not rain. it's it's yeah. fun
0: it's a fun surface to race on uh pleasant hill used to do the same thing oh really oh yeah yeah so not, the, not slippery in a bad way i mean just yeah. just once once it once it would rain and then, which was every time and then, uh, and then we'd race on it, <laughs> it would, it would do that. And you actually kind of liked it. Yeah. You know,
1: it still wasn't as bad as that time we went to Hobby Haven and they put the lime on oh, the track. Yeah. It wasn't that bad.
0: We got to talk about that too. I got to write that down.
1: Yeah. Um, but so the, the track grooved and got really dry slick and, uh, it was pretty much like if you could run a race without making a mistake, you were probably going to TQ and probably going to be up front. So, um, like every time I ran my truck, I was changing it and uh, we ran three rounds of qualifying. We, we ended up shortening the event or they ended up shortening the event to one day because there just wasn't a ton of people there to justify, uh, two days. So we, uh, ran three rounds of qualifying in the main, um, I put a lot of toe in the back of my truck. I ran stock springs and stock shocks on my truck. I put the flat front end or the flat arms on it and then I ran the flat rear arms. Um, and just like a bunch of toe, I took all the weight off of the back of it cause it was so, uh, slick that like the, the higher weight just made the truck like really inconsistent, like hard to be predictable with They Just like swing out and do weird stuff. So. I didn't like it as much. It probably wasn't as fast because Chad had all the weight on his truck and he was, he could throw down a heater every once in a while. And, uh, but my, my truck was pretty consistent. So I I dug it, um, took a ton of throttle out of my truck. You know, that whole, that whole thing, you know, I think I was running like 50% throttle and, uh, we ran a 15 minute main. So we only had to pit once because, uh, we were kind of hurting for pit guys. So that way everybody just could pit one time and be done with it um i was tq i was out front for a while chad actually passed me and i can't it's been like two weeks now i can't remember if uh lap traffic got the better of one of us um or what but um i ended up back back up front somehow i i said th- oh uh chad was trying to pat pass me and it was like one of those wheel to wheel instances or he got sucked into the pipe. I don't, I don't know, but his truck went around and I was like, well, we were side by side. So I just kept going and, and then, uh, what was the other one? Um, yeah. so I, I was after that, I think after the second or after the pit stop, I was still out front and I had about a quarter of a track lead and he re- reeled me into about five or six seconds at the end. Um, if I, if I remember right looking, it, it seemed really close. Yeah. But, um, yeah, that, that was the main, I ran, uh, aqua, um, ellipses on my truck. With that, Dirt Tech. To
0: me, to me, that's, that's the lead. Like you kind of buried the lead. I uh, run an aquas on the outdoor track in gas truck. To yeah. me, that was like mind blowing. Really? Yeah. When you told me that I was like, what? Because I think of Aqua as somewhat of an indoor tire, but I've, I've heard um, like Tom Ritterneck and stuff when they go to practice, they're running Aqua. So I brought yeah. Aquas with me to almost every every Nitro race we went to this summer, just in case.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I ran Aqua ellipses with the Dirt Tech foams. I modified the rears with the holes, V-cut, and then the fronts I just did a V-cut. But I think that Chad and I were talking about it. We wish we would have had some blue barcodes, or not barcodes, but uh, ellipses. I think blue compound would have been pretty good. Honestly. Like I think ellipses got the job done, but they picked up dust when they'd get hot. So like later in the run, they would get kind of loose. At least that's my, my feeling. Mm And I I didn't have any to try, but you know, that would have been the other thing I would have wanted to try. Definitely. Yeah. But yeah, I got the TQ and wind down there and, uh, you know, worked on, on some stuff on the truck, getting better. And,
0: and how, how many gas trucks were there total?
1: Uh, five or six. Oh, well, that's, that's not
0: too bad. No, for, that's for not trying, bad. For trying to revive the class.
1: If more, if everybody had like all the locals actually showed up, we would have had like 10. Right. Yeah, exactly. I think, or more. Yeah. So, yeah, there's a bunch of people that had them that just didn't show up.
0: Yeah. I got a text today from Cody Kupke. Oh, yeah. He, uh, he's, whoever he's working for has got a box full of gas truck stuff. Oh, really? And I was like, "Losi, Losi, gas truck stuff. And I was like, dude, like tell him I'll, uh, tell him I'll pay him, you know, a certain amount for that. I haven't mm-hmm. heard, I heard, I haven't heard back from him yet, but, uh, I got to stop spending money. My wife's going to be mad at me.
1: So yeah. maybe,
0: maybe it's a good thing.
1: He messaged me about it too. Did he it really? Was like, yeah. And I, I, well, I don't, I don't want it. I, I don't really, <laughs> I don't. Honestly, I don't really care about old, Bossy stuff. Yeah, whatever. Like, you know, it's not a big deal to me. This is GT. Oh, oh boy. Yeah. Because you can't beat the GT. I know. You can't. It's never been beat. It's never been beat in our national championships. I know. You can't Speaking it. of which,
0: wait, wait. Uh, I'm going to cut you off because I did spend money and bought a uh, an original, like original RC Ten GT. From, uh, from Chad Brockman in, at More RC, He bought a lot of cars and he posted it up for sale on, on uh, Facebook and I was the first one to go, <sighs> fine, how much do you want for that? And uh, we struck a deal and three days later is in my possession. Nice. So that's what I'm going to do when I get home tonight. I got some stuff to work on. I'm, uh, I'm going to clean it up, make it look real nice. I'm going to order the, uh, uh, the original body that J Concepts has been making. That's pretty cool. I'm going to get it painted. That'll be nice. So you got a TQ and a win? And then you yeah. and Chad did like a did like a like a spontaneous kind of Facebook live breakdown.
1: Yeah, Um, it's kind of funny because we were sitting in his living room, and I was like, "Yeah, I probably should probably get going, and
0: you know, see you later."
1: He he was like, "I just need to do more with social media," and I was like, "Yeah, you know, that couldn't hurt." And he uh, he was like, "But I don't know what to do." I'm like, well, "Let's just go out in the garage and do a live thing right now." I mean, here we could just do like a quick live video table, couple of chairs, maybe a pit mat, two trucks, our trophies. Man, we have ourselves a uh gold gold viral content video. Yeah. So um that's <laughs> what we did. So if you want to see the see the interview, you can go to the Ignite RC Facebook page and check it out. Um the other thing to go along with that is soon, I don't know when, could be a week, could be a month tell you don't know but it's going to be soon um chad's going to have conversion uh conversion kit trucks in stock so all you impulse buyers get ready to impulse buy yeah because there's going to be a a fair amount of them that you could just buy one you know if you decide you want to do it instant gratification
0: instant gratification that's what i like yeah that's why i like to fly uh, with just like Binding flies I don't want to do any building
1: Yeah
0: They took 18 cars to the main
1: For what? Every class? Yeah <laughs> But try.
0: I mean it's a gigantic track So if you it get away with it It is a gigantic track but... When you're watching the replay It's just crazy to see all the cars Going everywhere There's no It, 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 it looks like there's no separation between anybody
1: Catalina Wine Mixer
0: Catalina Wine Mixer Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, Chris had a pretty good weekend. So okay, well, um, so I just I'm sure everybody that's watching is like uh, happy for what's you. What's the Catalina wine because last week? Oh, the Southern Nats.
1: Yeah, no, you oh, like no, no, no. I bet everybody's watching. No, They is know like, what that is. What's yeah? Oh, but I Catalina was going to wrap up your gas
0: truck thing because last week Nuthouse House uh, gave you a twenty dollars uh, oh, yeah. super chat. I already so, spent
1: that twenty dollars. too Yeah, you
0: did. We're going to talk about that here at the end.
1: Oh hey, get I'll tell you. Uh Remind me, I'll tell you. I'm going to write it down so I don't forget. Okay. But remember what happened before we left? Yeah. Happened to me. <gasps>
0: no way. Way. I better check my stuff. You better. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. I'm definitely never, never going back there again.
1: Nope. Wow. Couldn't prove it happened there, but hey, we'll get to that.
0: Yeah, we'll get to that. Super chat. Nick Nuthouse just gave us another 10 bucks. And, uh, we, we're finally getting some super chats. I went kind of dry there for a little bit, but, uh, Nuthouse is a Patreon member Yay! and a super chatter. So thanks
1: Nick. He's a humbler.
0: Yeah, he should have like, he should have like a star next to, I can't these guys earn like, like emojis or something like that. I don't know. I don't know how any of that works. Give him the emojis. Let him have them. But he says, uh, great to have Will back this week. Great race. And he enjoyed the interview, um, that we did. So thanks. there you go. Um, all right, moving on, because we got a lot to talk about. Uh so the Southern Nationals this week, that's the traveling circus. Uh Racetime Entertainment does like eight or what how many of these do they do a year now? No this idea. AMS, Southern Nats, Wicked Weekend, Psycho Nitro Blast. Uh, okay. I know there's more than that. It'd be cool if they did a point series for all their races. Yeah, that would be cool. I mean, everybody's going. Seems that way. And then did you see what Jason Rona said? He kind of I saw a comment of his where uh, somebody was asking about the worlds and he's like, yeah, we're, we're not having worlds again, at least for this year. He says that uh, it's weird because everywhere, I mean, the United States is actually having, uh, we haven't skipped a beat and actually things have been pretty darn good. He's probably seeing it in the sales too. Just like we are, you know, we can't keep anything in stock cause everybody's buying stuff. But then he put something that I thought was interesting. here, who wrote, he wrote, it's weird. Uh, it's weird not having the worlds, but it almost, uh, but he, he said something to the point of it, it's almost like we don't need them, you know, because think about it. Most of these bigger races there, I know these race time races are included in that top 25. Yeah. And then you got the dirt nitro challenge that always is. You have, um, silver state that is, you have, a, you know, like the euros, all those things that are in the top 25 points thing. And I mm-hmm. know that these team drivers and their contingencies, uh, are going by that top 25 now.
1: Oh, really? Oh,
0: yeah. Huh.
1: So, like, he, it said it, Jason said it best in, like, 2015 at the 10-scale Worlds. I, th- I believe he said, we flew halfway around the world, we're racing on a different surface that nobody's raced on before, and we're watching, uh, like, Ryan, Ryan, Jared and Spencer and all the top normal guys in the U.S. race for the win.
0: Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. Basically, so yeah. Um. So with that, uh, Southern Nats. Um. <sighs> these tracks always look amazing, don't they? What, yeah. I mean th- th- These guys are really talented. As a fellow track builder and race director, um, uh, you know this one was really cool. Really, really, really cool. Mm-hmm. I love the hill in the back that you had to go up and down and up and down. I love that stuff. That's why the Plex always has some sort of elevation. It's exactly for that reason. But that was really neat. And yeah. uh, and I, I also, I I said to myself, well, I like this track a lot because there's nothing stupid on it. There's 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 no real corner marshal killer anywhere. Yeah. You know, uh, sometimes they have those. I mean, anytime you do a crossover, you're basically just begging for a lawsuit. And... Mm-hmm. You know, uh, sometimes, sometimes placements of jumps, not, not at the race time crew, but like just in general on certain RC tracks um, that I see every once in a while, sometimes jumps just don't work when they're put in certain places and it's dangerous for people to get out there and get the cars. Right. I mean, even that giant kicker in the front, you know, if somebody made a mistake on the other side of that kicker, a marshal could literally go over there standing up and not really have to worry about getting whacked because the cars are getting so high. They're getting so much air. So I liked it. I liked that snake through the middle. I thought that was really something that hasn't been done. So yeah, it was
1: really clever. It looked fresh.
0: Yes. I liked it a lot. Um, so let's, I just want to get to the results. I don't want to spend too much time on it, but, uh, so, um, again, uh, there's some, some, some people that I kind of consider to be hobbyplex locals. They might not race here every week, but they've been here so often that I kind of include them. And, uh, um, Cause
1: when you're here, you're family.
0: Yeah, exactly. So, uh, in pro Truggy, uh, Mason Fuller had just an epic weekend and he's been spending a lot of time at Brad horse's track. So Brad horse built a track basically in his backyard. This is called the horse compound and they've been spending a lot of time there practicing. The track is gnarly. So it's, it's a very good practice track for just about anything. And uh, I think this shows, I think it really shows. So Mason finished second in pro Truggy. Seth Van Dalen was there, got sixth. The Wiggins, who's not, he moved to Texas. So I don't know if I can consider him a local now, but, um, you know, he's in, he's in a really good place down there. He gets to race every weekend. Um, he finished ninth. That was awesome. Yeah. Then in, uh, in Nitro Buggy, Mason uh, got a top 10. He finished 10th. Um, Wiggins was 15th. And then in this is the one that everybody was talking about, an e-buggy. He passed Ryan Mayfield on the last corner of the last lap before the straightaway and won the race.
1: It, was, it, it wasn't it. was there a Worlds where Cavalieri did that to uh, um, Kinwald? Like at the line for a win. And everybody like cheered and went crazy. And it was kind of like the, you know, like that's when Ryan was, it was, it was I think it was his first Worlds. Ryan won when he was 16 or something. I can't remember. And, uh, and everybody like cheered and like, don't no, nobody said anything, you know, bad, bad about the past or anything like that. And everybody loved it. But I, I, you know, I guess where I was going with this is it's like guys like, you know, Ryan Mayfield and Ryan Cavallari, they're kind of the, they used to be like the, like crazy fast, like stuff looks out of control. Like, how is he going to land that? And now it's like, they're like the new smooth, mm-hmm. like, Like Kenwald was right, Mm -hmm. and then these kids now they're like the crazy aggressive fast, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, and they're still like you know Cav and uh, Mayfield, like and Tebow, they still drive the same way they always used to. You know, like it's just like it's kind of it's it's weird to think of it that way. Like there's a new new version of smooth, yeah, and chunky,
0: and version chunky. There was there was an opening about this big. For for Mason to get to, if he was, if he was two inches off to the right, he would hit the pipe. And if he was two inches off to the left anymore, it would have been a takeout instead of a, instead of an aggressive pass. Right. So Mason is just on it. I mean, it was this big and Mm -hmm. he just, he saw the opening. He sent it in there. It looked like Ryan tried to, to cut over and cut him off, but it was way too late by that point. And yeah. I think, I think Ryan was just, was just like, all right, I got this. All I got to do is make this corner. And yeah. he, he just, he just, he, he, uh, he didn't carry enough corner speed right there. Yeah. And then that opening, that opening was there is this big.
1: Yeah. And that portion of the track he was on to try to protect the inside line was really bumpy.
0: bumpy. Very bumpy. So I could
1: see like where you wouldn't want to just send it right through there, you know, especially when you're, when, well, especially when you're turning like that like, yeah. tight, you know yep. what I mean? And I believe that uh Mason came out and, and really swung in. He and just carried
0: a ton of Totally apexed um, it way but like he apexed that corner like an on-road track. Yeah. And kept the speed like, up. Uh,
1: right. Yeah. Like Ryan was just trying to be on the defensive to keep his car in the way of the line.
0: I mean it was a good race. That, you know? Dude, that was pretty that was pretty crazy. I uh my phone was blowing up. We were my son and I were fishing all day yesterday, so I I was kind of I did not really on my phone very much, but all of a sudden when I like, we stopped for a little bit and had to go get worms. Cause we ran out and I looked at my phone and I was like, I'm like 18 notifications. What the hell's going on? I thought it was all summer series stuff, but a lot of it was on about Mason. So mm-hmm. um, Jared Tebow got eighth in that one. Uh, Seth got ninth and Wiggins uh, ended up 16th in e-buggy. And then we can't leave out Chris Morant. So, Morant also goes to these races. He usually races in the next class down. So if there's a pro, uh, a pro and an open and a, and a sportsman, he'll race open. If there's if they call it pro intermediate sportsman, he'll race intermediate, whatever. Um, so he got two TQs. He TQ'd um, Truggy and finished third. And then he TQ'd Nitro Buggy and he finished first. And then Graham Hill, who was there, uh, like you said, pitting for Tebow. Uh, mm-hmm. finished third in nitro in an in intermediate nitro buggy. And then I think he finished uh third in e-buggy as well mm-hmm. in intermediate e-buggy. So it's pretty freaking cool. And that's a, that's a good turnout, you know, for, yeah. for a lot of guys that we know, um, going to that thing. Um, How many entries did they get? It was like 600 and something, something, something. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I know. So got to pay for that building after <laughs> <laughs> renting. Yeah. So definitely. I got a couple more things that I want to talk about before we get to our summer series, uh, results. Um, uh, first one is, uh, did you see the hobby Haven shootout was just announced today? No. So next year. So next I saw a thing and it said hobby Haven shootout is back and it's going to be Memorial day weekend instead of labor day weekend. Oh, okay. Yeah. Which is hopefully it doesn't rain. That works out for us because the summer series is always about two or three weeks before. And, at least, yeah. a week, and a, at least a week after Memorial Day. I stopped scheduling stuff Memorial Day weekend. So, I mean, I might even be able to go. Maybe they'll hire me. Talking Fish RC. That's my, yeah. uh, that's my company, race director. Talking, Talking Fish RC. That'd be cool. Reach out to me. I'll run the race. I won't even race. What's new? Moving on to new products really quick. The Arma uh, TLR Typhon is in our possession at the Plex and uh, I'm supposed to do an unboxing on it. So I'll probably do it tomorrow. We got it on Friday. They always send us the stuff when there's something really important going on. I remember last, last winter they sent us the, uh, the rift, but it, it was like a, um, it was during the J concepts race. Yeah. And I'm like, well, I can't, I can't just stop everything I'm doing and do a uh, unboxing on that at that moment. So I did it like the Monday or Tuesday afterwards.
1: you were right. Yeah. I remember that.
0: Yeah. Oh, I just saw so Stu Padasso Gaming says Sam Anderson's going to be running the mic.
1: Really? Yeah. That would be worth going for. Yeah, no kidding. I haven't seen him in years. Yeah.
0: So there you go. Hope he's doing well. Uh, but I will say that the Armatyphon um the TLR tuned Typhon, I got to say, looks pretty rad. Yeah. And, and it's I haven't a, seen it. and it's and it's called a Typhon, not a Typhoon just want to cl- oh. clarify. But, what, uh, what is
1: a Typhon? Are we talk about this?
0: We have talked about this. It's a, It comes from Greek mythology. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. But anyways, so, so there'll be an thing. unboxing on it. It's, it, but it does look really nice. It looks very, yeah. very nice. It's a pillow ball e-buggy. Say what? Yeah. With like a cool chassis and awesome looking shocks, big eight scale shocks on it and stuff too, so.
1: That's not anything like the what is it like the low C eight scale or whatever is it?
0: There's, there's not really any parts on it that I can see that tra- even the shocks look different. They're black. They're not even the the kind of gray shocks. But they yeah. do sell. They do say TLR on them though. I I'm I'm actually kind of looking forward to driving it. They they said we can take it and put electronics in it and drive it.
1: I wonder if it's like, uh, stuff stuff to try now, in a like cause, okay. So if you think about it like this way. They could make produce all those parts, put them on a ready to run, and you know the people. Or is it a ready to run car? No, it's not. They it's could sell it as a okay, like a like a, a ready ready for electronics race kit. You know, you yeah. can beat beat on it. You can take it to the track. It's kind of a medium ground, like get your feet worth racing. You know, go go play with it type thing. So they're going to sell them, right? They're going to sell them to people that want to either race. They're going to sell them to people that want to bash. Either way, and the guys buying them to race, they don't necessarily care about. You know like have like like it's to get in let's get into it so not a lot of uh uh risk um so it's kind of like hey let's try this new front end right and they try it on that works good man release that new weight scale in a year yeah <laughs> put that put, maybe put that front end on it if it works out good you know and either way they got to test something and it wasn't an overly critical investment
0: or even like an optional front end yeah, I don't know how how much that stuff works. Um
1: I know our lo- X-ray does it.
0: So there's that there's our there's our new product segment. <laughs> yeah, More to you're come. Welcome. There's some you're pretty welcome. there's some very <laughs> interesting stuff coming out that I know of uh here soon. Not race-wise, but just in general from uh from like Arma. So it's going to be a a cool couple months here.
1: Crawler Crawler guys, is there some new J concepts tires?
0: Oh yeah. That just, that just announced today, the Tusk and the, uh, uh, hunk. Yeah. So he, so the first ones that are out are class ones. And I think they're both supposed to be eventually in, in available in class twos. I'm very interested in the hunks as a class two, um, tire. Yeah. Cause I use landmines and they're, I mean, they work great, but I I kind of want something with a little bit taller and deeper, more traditional, uh, style tread, but I want it in the compound that J concepts has. Cause I think that's, that's why their tires work so good. Sure. That being said, I think I'm going to run class one at this event coming up. Hell yeah. Um, I'm going to take, take my Axial Jeep um, three and run it in class one. So we'll see. Yeah. We'll see how that goes.
1: That'll be cool. Yeah. That's one thing I just haven't done yet is rock crawling. I, I
0: probably should do it. I, uh, pretty excited. I knew my, my, I have a, I have a G speed, um, G speed V two chassis with AX a- a- ten I'm um, AX ten SCX ten two axles front and back and an Element RC transmission so it has a whole bunch of overdrive in it because I put the overdrive gears into it mm-hmm. and uh, it works really 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 good now I got it I got it really dialed in so I'm looking forward to another event so I don't blow I blew out at the last one and you're probably asking yourself how does somebody blow out in crawling well you basically suck every single gate and you basically mm-hmm. give up and throw your truck. And uh, yeah. and bend and bend the chassis and uh, start over. So
1: that one time that I did it and my servo broke and I had to like back. Up, I was like a I was like a thirty dollar uh, Walmart car. We had to reverse yeah. the <whant> the <whant> turn. <whant> that, that's how I was having to do it. And I was like the trick is to go back and forth so many times. The the judge cannot count. Right. <laughs> so, so like each gate was like maxed out. After that. <laughs> Pro tip. Reverse it as much as
0: possible. <laughs> then they can't they can't strike some they can't write it down fast enough. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Yeah. Uh I just bought a 12 scale. Why? So I, <laughs> uh, what kind? uh a roche. Used or new? Used. Ugh. It's such a good deal, I couldn't pass it up. <laughs> Are you serious? Twelve scale. It's such a good deal, I couldn't pass it up. So Are you yeah. gonna race twelve scale or the, you gonna like flip it? No, no. The winter series. I'm gonna race it at the winter. I got it to race the winter series. Oh. It came with everything but a transponder and a, and a controller, radio receiver, transmitter. Huh. That's not bad. Yeah. So all you twelve scale guys that that heard me a couple shows ago, I'm I'm in. I got one.
1: Is it? 13.5? 17.5.
0: Five. Oh. Two cell? One cell. <laughs> it just sounds slow. Yeah, it's not slow. I drove 17.5 and a 12 scale is fast.
1: I drove that one of Craig's, and it was like you're just like floored, like the whole way around the track. Well, yeah,
0: but it's it was that way in, in the brushed motor days. Was it? Yeah. Unless you I, race, unless, I, never, I, I never had a good 12 unless action, you raced mod then it wasn't, yeah. but, but for sure. Um, oh, okay. Uh, so yeah, so I got that going for me. So, uh, a shout out to, um, the ran out of talent podcast. I think they're taping tonight. Actually, um, Ryan greening, I bought I bought one of his. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Yep. Cool. He posted it and I, I'm, I got lucky. And I I saw it and I looked at oh how long has this been on and it was like two minutes, and really? so I I messaged him I'm like I'll take it send it so, don't tell my wife but uh, that's okay she doesn't know what's in my uh, PayPal account anyway so who cares. Summer series. All right, let's move on. We know we know what half of the we know what half of the twenty one people on here are, are waiting for, and that's our summer series. Yeah, give them what they want. So we had uh, 164 entries, um, 91 total drivers. There was 71 people eligible for for door prizes and grand prize giveaways, and uh, that's that's pretty much par for the course. It usually ends up being around 70 something. So I just uh, like I've said, it's kind of one of those things where we're, we're lucky to be at the point where we don't really have to worry too much about summer series turnout. Yeah. You know, no, it's great. Club racing. yeah, every once in a while, you're like, man, you know, are we going to race today? And, and, but, and we do, you know, um, but for the summer series, you're just like, yep, everybody's here. Let's yeah. go. Let's go. Let's do it. The gang's all here. The gang is all here. Um, so I'm going to go through some of these results and, uh, um, and then we'll talk about points and then we'll wrap it up. So unless you want to, is there anything that am I forgetting about the summer series?
1: No, not particularly.
0: Sponsors? Yeah, sponsors. I wonder if I could recall them all without writing it down. Mm. Let's try. Uh, So um, we had a huge door price list. Uh, Let's see. Horizon Hobby, HRP, uh, Hobby Town. Um, Then we had uh, Proline, J Concepts, AK. The three three main tire companies. Um, There's... uh, um, uh, one up racing, Gravity RC, Motive. That's uh, so, Paul and me is super easy for. Oh, yeah. Like, we're like, hey, man, uh, summer series came up. He's like, great, done. Um, Savix, uh, Protech, and A Main. Uh, they're really easy too. And uh, um, it's always nice to have the big prizes there for them. from them. Um, <sighs> did I leave anybody out this time around? I think that's about it. We had just enough stuff to give everybody one big thing, one little thing. Yeah. So that's, that's, that's the way I like it.
1: Yeah. I don't, I don't take anything. I don't, I I don't need it. I, I I would give it to somebody anyways, but even though I appreciate it, but like, I'd rather everybody else got something, you
0: know? Yeah. I always get weird. I'm there all the the time. I always get weird when like an associated guy gets a TLR body.
1: Yeah. (laughs) And then I'm like, well, I
0: don't know what to tell you, you know?
1: It's like, what's the point?
0: Yeah. Um, all right, so Plexbeck. Uh, there was two heats Plexbeck again. Uh, this one was already figured out with um, Dalton Conrad uh, securing the win last round. And so he actually ran 13.5 uh, four-wheel drive this time around with his dad because he's no longer allowed to race Plexbeck anyways. So you might as well, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, Lexi Boland got a TQ and a win, pretty much securing her second-place position uh, in the points. Um, and Diego Quintana uh, got a second, and I'm pretty sure that he got third in the points. We'll, we'll check here in a little bit. But, uh, but then the, the cool thing was there's like three or four kids that are just just vying just for a podium. And uh, a couple of them haven't gotten them yet. Dylan Haas hasn't gotten on yet. Um, Josh Benson, I think, actually did earlier in the year. Uh, Connor Hausch, Ariana Smith was another one. Ryan Nemec was another one. But Grace and Stevie picked up a third mm-hmm. in this final race. That was pretty awesome because he was super happy. Um, Dylan Haas was in the hunt and then um, just just had a couple uh, plexback melees towards the end there. Um, Josh Benson, uh, Connor Hausch, uh, Ariana Smith, uh, Ryan Nemec, Isabella McMullen and Eli Vanderbeek broke his car. He's pretty bummed out about that one. Um, did,
1: what, what Did he hit the thing coming on in straightaway? Yes. Uh, the Widowmaker. The Widowmaker. Again. I
0: even moved it. Did you see? I moved it. Yeah. And everybody, and there was still. I mean, it was still there, but it wasn't in the in the worst spot possible, which is right on the the bend. It was farther yeah. down, but that's about all I could really do, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. So, I, yeah, yeah, whatever. Um, and then you had uh mod four wheel was next, and uh, this one got weird because Tom and Alex both broke their cars. Yeah. Um, I think Alex broke first and then Tom broke soon after that or no, he was 17 laps in. So he broke it like the six minute mark. Um, so your top two dogs were out and that left it wide open for everybody else. Uh, David Albarico got the win. Um, he was looking fast all day to be honest with you. He might've won this anyways. He was catching Tom and no oh, really. Oh yeah. So, um, just luck. It was in his favor pretty much. um, Drew Ruben King got second and Owen Vanderby got his first summer series podium in mod, I believe. Uh, yeah. Here in third. I think it was. Yep. And then Ethan DeLair was fourth, Nate Sutherland, uh, Derek Wood, Bradley Peterson, Mitchell, Pavel, Tom, and then Tom and Alex. Um, Alex had such a big lead in this class. I, I think he locked up both mod titles last round, so it didn't really matter, you know? Yeah. Um, Stadium truck, uh, Brian Burnt had to show up basically today or, yeah. or Saturday. I mean, he I think he could have finished last and he still would have won. He had such a big lead, but he had to actually be here. Um, right. But he did not TQ. He actually finished, uh, he qualified second, but ended up winning the race. Um, John Berding got uh, one of his best finishes this year, if I'm not mistaken, in second. Uh, Tyler Fleming was third. Justin Stebe was fourth. Brian Cox was fifth. TJ Williams was sixth. Nick Sneathan got a good finish in seventh. Tyler Canine, uh, his first time ever at the Plex, finished eighth. Brady Popenau was ninth. Darren Ryder was tenth. And Josh Catrone, I always say Catrone, and I know it's not Catrone; it's Catron, but it's it's the it's spelled like Patrone, mm-hmm. except with a C. So I always say Catrone, mm-hmm. but it's not; it's Catron. And then uh, Josh Ryan was twelfth. We put twelve in the main because otherwise it would have been a four-car B main. And, um, and, yeah. and we, if there's 11 trucks, I always do 11. Cause why have a three car lower main, mm-hmm. but I was like, ah, we'll try it. It didn't seem, Brian said he didn't think it was bad at all. So yeah. I'm, I'm okay with that. Um, 40 plus, uh, was the next one. Um, Matt got a TQ and a win. He, his car and his driving, he just honestly, all he had to do really was TQ And not finish lower than second anyways. And uh, I mean, I couldn't, I couldn't catch him in in either qualifier.
1: Yeah. That thing was strapped, dude. Yeah. And he was driving, he he was driving really good.
0: And he pulled away from us in the main. And uh, then I started making mistakes. I almost finished third because David Peevler was actually catching me. Um, David is
1: doing great.
0: Dude, David is doing awesome. I was really really impressed. He should have qualified second. He had one crash in the second qualifier and, and, and I didn't wreck, but he was faster than I was for sure. Um, yeah. So I just kind of, I don't know. I just kind of drove around, tried to protect my second place. Um, I wasn't any, I wasn't in any danger of losing my second place position of the points either. So when I, when I realized there was no way I was catching Mac, I'm like, well, just stay out of trouble and finish the race. Yeah. Uh, But like, Pivler was actually in second for a little bit, and then I got back around him. There's a lot of traffic again to kind of work through as well. And um, um, we both made mistakes, and I just made one less one basically. Um, Brian Burnt finished fourth. Uh, Brian Cox finished fifth. Josh McMullen was sixth. Matt Robinson was seventh. Mark Schmidt was eighth. And Kurt Benson was ninth. Um, Independent was the next one. And dude, Cole Webb. Uh, TQ'd and win. So there was three dudes: Cole, Tyler, and I believe it was TJ Williams. They were all within a point of one another. There was there was a tie for second, and then they were both one point behind Tyler Fleming. And so this one was going to come down to the final. And uh, Cole um, got that TQ, and that that really that really hurt um, Tyler's chances. Yeah. And I believe that uh, if I remember right, I think Cole was actually out of lead for a little bit um but he ended up getting it back super chat hold on we got a super chat peter renault five canadian dollars
1: oh man it's like 50 bucks i know
0: uh do you lock tight the servo horn servo horn motor mount or pinion screws
1: uh servo horn yeah uh motor screws i don't normally do and i've i've haven't locked tight my pinion screws ever uh just cause they're so small. Yeah. And if you end up rounding that out, like it's, you'll never get it out. It
0: sucks and you have to cut it off and then you risk cutting off your, or cutting into your motor shaft.
1: I, I, I cut that one off your motor. Remember that? Yeah,
0: I know. Yeah. And I didn't hit the shaft. Mm. Uh, but yes, the servo horn for sure. Mm-hmm. But, um, I suggest doing it the way that I do it. I don't know. Well, I don't know how you do it, but what I do is I spooge some on a table. Yeah. And I take, and I dip the servo horn screw into it. Yeah, because you don't then want. I, to, then I use. Yeah. Then don't, I use Loctite. You don't want to literally pour your Loctite into. Yeah. The hole, because you'll never get it back out.
1: No. Yeah. Don't do that. Um. Yeah. Just. Just. Uh. Like I. I'll use a cap from like a. Like a. Soda bottle or a. You know, water bottle or something, just so it doesn't like. Because that that stuff can eat up plastic. Like uh, Loctite, you don't want to use Loctite on plastic because it doesn't do anything but wreck wreck the plastic. right? So, like if you have like a carbon setup board and you get Loctite on it, it'll put a nice little uh cloudy spot on it. And uh so it'll it'll react with composite materials. Why it doesn't react with the bottle, I don't know. Yeah. But um it's probably a special bottle. But yeah, you just want to make sure it does you, you don't want to get it all over like you don't want to put some like let's say you're using a plastic servo arm, right? Um, you only use so much that it gets into the splines and then wrecks the splines on your servo, servo arm, you know? So that that's why that, and even if it did in a, on a metal one, it would react with that and then make it so you can't pull it back off very easily.
0: Yep. Then he says he needs serious ball diff help. I mean, um, I, my, my biggest resource for ball diffs is, uh, is, um, Spencer Rivkin's video that he did.
1: Yeah, that's a really good video. Very
0: good video. The only thing, and I've been meaning to do one ourselves, but the only thing that, that sucks about that is if you're running stock, you can't set, you can't set your slipper the way that we do in mod Yeah, because you can't, no matter what your wheels won't lift up. So I've, I've wanted to do a video on how to set up your slipper clutch for stock the old fashioned way. Which yeah. is, which is, you, you know, you, uh, for me, I, I push it back and then I get on the gas and i listen to it and it, you know, mm-hmm. snaps or whatever.
1: Peter, if you want to sh- ship me your diff, I'll build your diff and ship it back
0: to you. Or there's that.
1: If you want, uh, if you're, if you're wanting to do that and I'll do it the crazy way that I, I do rings and stuff.
0: probably ship them two or three.
1: Yeah. Ship me two or three diffs. Make it, I'll make it, I'll build make it worth them your and, while. Yeah. I'll, I'll build them. I'll do it up. Right. Super chat.
0: All right. And then we just got a $5, um, super chat from Steve RC. Who's also a Patreon member. Yay. You can use your car for the diff. <laughs> oh, he says, um, that we can use his car for the diff how to and slipper. And I, I told him that I want, cause I need, I don't run stocks. So I don't have a stock car. So I told him I need to have a stock car. I just need to set aside some time and get my good camera out and, uh, and do it. So I need to just get some motivation.
1: One thing that I, I noticed like with my car and like slipper and stuff, like when my slipper starts, like not having that, like I can hear it slip normally, Yeah. but if it's ever like my car feels like an on off switch or something like that, my pads are probably like burned up and need to be flipped or replaced. Yep. You know, like if it doesn't feel smooth on the bottom anymore and have that low speed drivability, like, or, or it continues to slip and you tighten it up and it slips more and then it's like, like too much. Like or it doesn't slip enough then because you have so much tension on it that it can't slip like it's supposed to. Like replacing your pads like regularly is recommended. The
0: maintenance I did to my drag car, I totally cooked my my slipper the last time out.
1: Yeah, just and you get it, ti- it. You get it like tightened up, and then it either slips too much or it grabs like crazy. Right. And it doesn't and it doesn't get it to work correctly. right over
0: again. Yeah. Okay, so back to the results. See. Super chat rules. We stop our we stop the show, we answer the question, then we move on. Yeah. Yeah. So as I was saying, Cole Webb, TQ and a win, that was huge. Tyler Fleming did come in second. There was quite a scrum there, but it ended up working out um, the way it normally does. Um, Nick Pavel uh, was kind of there just playing spoiler. He was out of the points. Um, he finished third. Logan Prismanis, from the bump up spot with his low C car that he got, ended up finishing fourth. And Logan... A lot of people didn't know this, but Logan's a previous Plex spec champ. I I think. From, oh yeah. I think yeah, from yeah. like Oh six, mm-hmm. like we're going back a ways. I think he was like four or five years old and he won yeah. Plex spec back when we were outdoor.
1: That would have been one of the first ones, wouldn't it?
0: Yeah. Oh five was the first one. I, I don't think he won that one. I think it was Oh six or Oh seven. Who won the first one? Dude. I honestly don't even remember. I, if, if I get on RC tech, and I look hard enough. I better check and find the results because I want. Uh, before we went indoor, I know I did like a history of once, and I so I had all the results lined up.
1: Yeah, you should do a "Where Are They Now" video.
0: <laughs> That's a good idea. <laughs> uh, Daniel Bender got a fifth. TJ Williams was sixth. Jerry Doherty was seventh. Justin Stevie was eighth. Brady Poppenauer was ninth, and Janet Peavler was tenth. And this is why I love independent buggy. So. People can gripe out there all they want about separating classes. And I'm 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 right there with you. I don't want to have an independent class for everything and an expert class for everything. I want to have just one for this, this buggy. This is it. Two-wheel drive buggy. This is what it's all about. If you look at the names here, these are just regular people mm-hmm. racing RC cars because they like it. And it's and it's a lot of them are kids. Cole, well, Cole's 16, so whatever, but Cole. Um, Logan, Daniel, TJ, um, Jana Pevler, last year's Plexpec champ. I mean, these are just regular people. That's why I love this class. Love it. No pressure because you don't. You're not getting lapped. You know, every five laps or whatever from the expert guys. Although I don't think anybody would lap Cole Webb to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. Um, mod two wheel was next, and uh, this one also got a little weird. Um, there was three different leaders. And Ethan Delaire from the fourth spot ended up winning another one. So I think he, didn't he win last round? I think he's won two in a row, right? In
1: Two wheel. In two he wheel? won four wheel. Did he, he win four wheel? wheel? Okay. The last round.
0: I couldn't remember. So one of get, each one yeah, of both flavors. That's true. So Ethan Delaire with a uh, two wheel drive buggy win. I know he's been waiting for that for a long, long well, Not a long time. He's only been racing with us for two years, but two years. Um, Vanderbeek finished second again. Alex had already won mod buggy, so it kind of didn't really matter. What yeah. happened is more of just, I mean, they, they race mod buggy. That's what they do. Mm-hmm. And then Tom Rindernecht who I forgot to mention in the, my lead up of stuff. So he had so much stuff to talk about. I almost forgot. This was Tom's officially last, not last race at the Plex, but last race as at least a local for the time being, because Tom Rindernecht is moving to California to work for R1. Yeah. And uh he had told me about that in the summertime Maybe it's the wintertime. Maybe it was back in January. I thought he was going to move out a lot earlier, but it didn't work out. So he is on his way out to uh to Cali actually tomorrow. He's driving out there with his mom tomorrow. Wow. Um, to uh, to work for R1 and to live in Cali. So I believe he said SDRC will probably and OCRC will be his two tracks. That's another thing. I is it a secret? Or can we talk about it?
1: I don't know. You can bring it up if you want.
0: Okay. The rumor is OCRC's closing, and I think it's a confirmed rumor. Yeah, I, I I saw a couple different posts on Facebook about it, and I was like, "What?" And I, I guess I haven't contacted Robert or Nick to to find out, but um, apparently something weird happened with their lease. So now they're now they're trying to find a place to go.
1: Yeah, the, it's. Uh, I think that once they find a new place, they'll be in a new place. But it's hard to find some find a building that you can lease that they're going to let you bring like a thousand yards of dirt in
0: i'm telling you you know not only that but i mean just the real estate prices out there have got to be in like bonkers
1: yeah i i don't know it'd be cool if they like put it where west coast is or was Mm. because i've heard this is year a few years ago but even up to a few years ago i heard the dirt was still in that building oh really At West Coast that that's what I heard I don't know if it's true or not I wasn't there I didn't go yeah but it'd be cool I just uh, just go water it you know (laughs) I
0: just uh, I hope it works out I hope they find a different place to go because OCRC was my favorite place to go
1: oh yeah when I I could go yeah I hope they do too Um, like I mean if and if the uh, Robert and Nick Black are involved you know it's gonna be badass (laughs) yeah and, and you know, the, so uh, I wouldn't worry about that one bit.
0: So then I'm like, well, crap, what are we going to do about the Reedy race? Are we going to not have it again? Because, because of the COVID still and the re- international guys, not being able to go, is it going to be another whole nother year? Yeah. I don't know. And will that, and will this add to it? Like not having it. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Anyways. So I'm not to change the subject, but, uh, uh, so Tom Ritternecht, you know, I, I, I made sure to take a picture with him and I posted something saying, Hey, you know, these kids are great. Um, I'm, I enjoy watching them basically all grow up. It's kind of weird being old because like Logan, for instance, you know, I mean, I basically watched him grow up off and on and now he works for us at the Plex and he's a good worker. He's a good kid. knows what he's talking about, Yeah. you know, and he seems to enjoy racing again. So that's really good. Mm -hmm. Um, but you know, uh, I've got pictures in my phone from Tom when he was, uh, Really short, about as short as Owen. Yeah, you know, and uh, you just watch him get, grow up mm-hmm. and then get fast in this hobby, in this hobby of ours.
1: I remember schooling him in mod truck at Blue Groove.
0: I know. All well, like time. I said, like the last time that I think I legitimately beat Tom was a while ago. Like, oh yeah, like I think this I the the plaque I have from the 2016 Nats I got because I got around Tom in the whatever main we were in the D or the C mm-hmm. I think that was it. I think that was the last time. So he got third, he was leading and then something happened and uh, he just kind of fell back and sort of just stayed there. I, it almost seemed like he didn't even press it that hard. So yeah, I don't know. Um, I thought his car was broke. David Albarico, qualified third, finished fourth, so right there. And then you were fifth. You really needed to get around Ethan. And, yeah. and put distance between Ethan and you for you to have a shot at third overall. Right. And with Ethan getting the win, that kind of didn't happen.
1: Right. No, I was thinking about that. I kept, I was pushing his heart. I'd reel in David and he'd just like, we'd just stay, stay the same pace. I don't know if he was pacing me or how that was working, but I'd catch him a little bit. And then it was just like, I could hang there and then he'd pull away a little bit. And then I'd catch him a little bit. And you No, know, he was, he David, was, uh, El Rico is really fast. Oh, yeah. Like, uh, yeah,
0: he, he was doing really good. I'm glad he's not racing 40 plus. He's not 40 yet. What? Is he? He's got 40. forty.
1: He 40. I don't think he's 40. I think he's, he's 38. No. I I'm think older he's than him. I think you're older than David. I'm going to
0: text him and ask him. Text him and find I'm, out. I'm positive he's over 40.
1: If anybody knows how old David Albrico is, uh, super, <laughs> super chat in or message us and you'll get uh, 15 points.
0: Uh, okay. I'm, I'm going to try to squeeze that in here. Drew Ruben King finished sixth. Derek Wood was seventh. Nate Sutherland was eighth. Owen Vanderbeek was ninth. And Kyle Gannon, who showed up out of nowhere, uh, bumped up and finished 10th.
1: Yeah. I was super happy he came and raced. That yeah. Was great.
0: Yeah. Um, We've went opposite directions, by the way. He he, he has he chopped off all of his hair. He just had like a buzz cut.
1: Yeah, I used to do that when I was racing full-size cars, too. You see your hair doesn't go all oh, messy and stuff.
0: That's true. Pel- that makes helmet sense. Hair and I stuff? didn't even think about that. Mm-hmm. Um. 13.5 four-wheel drive. Again, uh, the very first main, round one, was probably the messiest main we've ever had in in, in recent memory as far as just wrecking and guys clobbering each other. Mm-hmm. And ever since then, it got a lot better. You know, we had that driver's meeting where I was like, all right, guys, let's not do this. Um, And dude, I mean, it's been crazy. So <sighs> Jackson Anderson, I, I hate to pick on him, but he choked a huge one in this in this race. <laughs> <laughs> like he, he TQ'd, which is good for him, although he didn't need it because he already kind of locked this one up as well. Yeah. 13.5. Um, but he went, he went right down the order on the first lap. Um, and then, um, yeah, he, on the second lap, he was seventh. I can't remember exactly what happened. I'm sure it's on video. Um, but anyway, so that really juxtaposed the whole field. I think there was a big pileup behind after Jack, I think, I think Jackson turned it in on the corner up there on the West side of the track and the whole field kind of stacked up behind him, I think is what happened. Um, but, uh, it'll show in the results here. So Caden Bairdine, uh, took the win from the third position. Chance Rolk took second from the sixth position and Ashley McCormick had a really good car there at the end, came up and got third from the eighth position.
1: Yeah. Ashley was doing great. I heard about, I heard about that. I, I was marshalling, so I didn't get to really watch the race, but Yeah. yeah, he was doing really good.
0: Um, Mason Mason Herrick qualified second I think he got kind of hung up in the, all that stuff too um, uh, ended up fourth David Peevler was fifth Jackson ended up sixth Brent Riley was seventh Nick Pavel was tenth Dustin Hosick was ninth and Chad Ruben King was tenth and then we got Mini Truggy and uh, boy I don't it's hard for me still to announce races when my son's in him because um, yeah. Emerson can either be a complete tool or he can be like calm and 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 not do anything stupid. Yeah. And I think this one he had he had a TQ and win and hope Dustin had something happen to him basically. And uh the first qualifier was weird because uh Dustin was gonna have TQ and then he something happened to him and he ended up rolling across the line with like a, you know, thirteen at six forty or something like that. Mm-hmm. And Emerson ended up with a 30, with a, um, like a, oh, I think it was a 14th lap, 14 at like 620, 24, something like that. So he got TQ, held on to the TQ, even though the second qualifier wasn't very good. And then in the main, he just sort of stayed there. He did a really good job. My son drove very confidently and not dumb. Mm-hmm. He can be dumb sometimes. You know, he will, he'll wiggle his wheels and do a bunch of dumb stuff. Yeah. <laughs> but he didn't do it in this one. He really needed that win. so he actually, he actually gave a crap. So, uh, so Emerson uh, did great. Got the TQ in a win. Dustin Hosick finished second. And that pretty much locked it in for Dustin. Uh, Logan was third. Matt Robinson was fourth. Ronnie Went was fifth. Bryson Pavel was sixth. Patrick Mitrovic was seventh. John Haas was eighth. Chad Irwin was ninth. And Dylan Harshman was 10th. There was two heats. I think there was like 16 trucks again. Uh, we're, we really like mini Truggy at the Plex. I wish more companies made him. And then ec- expert stock and this one wasn't finished either. Jeremy Fellas had to make sure he stayed in front of Jackson the whole time. And uh and he did. He didn't TQ. Uh Mason Herrick came up from Wichita uh Hutchinson area and uh, got the TQ. Um he really wasn't part of the points. But um uh Jeremy Fellas actually qualified third, but he took the win. The cream rises to the top.
1: Yeah, he did really good.
0: Uh Nate Sutherland uh running stock um Coming off of the Nats a couple of weeks ago, still has got a stock motor in his car. So um, finished in second. Mason Herrick was third. Dustin Hosick from the tenth position was really fast in this one and was a threat there for a little while. Um, finished fourth. Jackson Anderson dropped from second to fifth. Uh, Chance was sixth. Kyle Gannon was seventh. Chad Ruben King was eighth. Caden Berdine was ninth, and David Peeler was tenth. And very quickly, we'll just uh, we'll go over the points real fast. All right, so 13.5 four wheel drive. Uh, Like I said, Jackson kind of had this locked in, finished uh, first. Did not, there's quite a few classes where the guys did not get 500 points. Usually 500 points is a magic number, Um, but Jackson had 498. Uh, Caden Bairding with that win uh, put him in front of Chance Rolk um, by quite a bit to get second. Uh, Chance Rolk finished third. Then it was Ashley, David, Chad, Dustin, Brent Riley. TJ Williams did make the top 10. That was his goal to make top 10 in 13-5 four-wheel drive.
1: Nice. And that's, then, that's a good goal for... Yep. Th- is this his first season on a Plexback or his second?
0: Uh, it's his second but first time in this class, I believe. Okay. Um, yeah. Yeah. So really good for him. Uh, Tyler Fleming finished 10th. And then see if I move on here. So stadium truck uh, was uh, Brian Burnt with 501 points and then nice. Tyler Fleming and John Bairding tied for second and the tiebreaker, which at the Plex we do your throwout score. So it's, I do first throwout second throwout if there's another tie. And then after that we go to, we go to podium positions. And then if there's still a tie after that, then I just flip a coin and say, good luck to you. Um, yeah. but, uh, uh, Tyler had the better tiebreaker. John finished third. Then it was Brian TJ got a fifth. He was tied with Oh, that's right. This is the one There's a bunch of ties. Uh, TJ had a tie with Justin Stevie, uh, Stevie missed around. So TJ had the better tiebreaker. Brady Papanow had a tie with Nick Sneathen for seventh and eighth. Um, and then Josh, uh, Katrin finished ninth and Josh Ryan finished 10th in expert buggy. It was Jeremy fellows by three points with four ninety eight. Jackson was second. Dustin Hosick was third. Ruben King was fourth. Rolk was fifth. Peebler was sixth. Caden Bairdine was seventh. Brent Riley was eighth, Ashton McCormick was ninth, and John Berding was tenth. Forty-plus, um, Mac Vanderbeek. So round four, he had a TQ and win. That really put some separation between he and I. And then I won round five, and then he uh, dominated this one. So 502 points for Mac. Um, I finished second. Peevler finished third overall. Brian Burnt was fourth. Brian Cox, Kurt Benson, Josh McMullen. And then uh, an independent buggy. Uh, Cole Webb by 1.495 point, points over Tyler Fleming uh, Justin Stevie finished third Bender Daniel Bender finished fourth and TJ Williams finished fifth so those two uh, did really well um, in their first uh, full independent series of the summer series uh, then it was Brady Papanow last year's Plex champ Jana got uh, Peebler got seventh Josh McMullen Nick Sneath and Ronnie Wint uh, got top ten in uh, mini-truggy, um, the gap closed up a little bit, but uh, that that break, that round two break of Emerson really hurt. Um, yeah. Dustin Hosick uh, got 500 points. Emerson had 498, mm. so a two-point difference between them. Um, Emerson had more wins, uh, but Dustin had more seconds and more TQs. Uh, Matt Robinson was third. Then it was Patrick, Bryson, Jonathan, Dylan, uh, Chad Ronnie went and Chad Hartshorn rounds out the top 10 in mod two wheel. Alex Vanderbeek had five Oh one. He did it last round. Uh, Drew Ruben King uh, was second with four ninety one. Ethan Dallaire at 490 for third. And then it was you uh, Derek Wood fifth Nate Sutherland, Owen Vanderbeek, Bradley Peterson, uh, Tom Smith. How about, the, I, I love that uh, getting in ninth and Mitchell Powell getting 10th. Yeah. In mod four-wheel drive, it was Vanderbeek um, with 493 points. Um, Dallaire uh, was second. Nate Sutherland was third. Then Drew King, Owen Vanderbeek, Dirkwood, Bradley Peterson, Mitchell Pavel, Brandon Carney, and Tom Smith with another top 10. And in plexback again, Dalton um, with 500 points. Like I said, locked it up last round. So you had Lexi Bolin in second. Uh, Diego Quintana did get third. Then it was uh, Josh Benson, Grayson Stevie, Dylan Haas, Uh, Ariana Smith, Eli Vanderbeek, Mario Quintana, and Isabella McMullen. And then Alex Eichler just missed out on 10th. He was about 10 points back off of Isabella. And then it was Angie Vanderbeek and then Steve Eichler. And that's it. That's points for another successful team associated in Reedy's summer series. Yeah. Hopefully, do you think, Tom has told me this before, but do you think it's, Nationally recognized now, I would say so. I mean, have we got have we have we gotten to that point?
1: Yeah, I mean, I would consider it like JBRL level, right? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's just at one track
0: because Rinnernex told me that 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 guys always ask him about it and pay attention to the results and stuff, which I I actually was kind of surprised by, I guess. Yeah. All right. Very quickly, we'll do a pivot break, and then we'll come back.
1: And now a word from our sponsors.
2: Yeah.
0: This is a pivot lending update with David Olson and Don Zoller.
2: Get some. This is David Olson with Pivot Lending Group. Today is May 10th, 2021, and I'm here to give you guys an update on pivot lending. Last time we were on the show, we had just opened up our new headquarters that were located at 470 in Kipling. And the Littleton, Colorado, super excited about that. But we have also opened up an office outside of Las Vegas. So we have a new retail office there. And just two weeks ago, opened up an office in Salt Lake City. The office manager in Salt Lake City is Taylor Bills. So we're excited. Taylor's from the area. He's got an interesting past. He played professional baseball. He was a pitcher. He also, uh, I think it was the very first reality show on abc like america's most beautiful person he won it and so he's really a really great guy Uh, so we are on the cusp of entering into some really exciting markets in the new england area so stay tuned and look forward to to bringing the updates to you guys here probably towards the end of summer David Olson, NMLS, 16099. Don Zoller,
0: NMLS, 277589. Pivot Lending, NMLS, 109995.
1: We return you now to your regularly scheduled program.
0: David just texted me back. He is 41.
1: Nah. Uh, so. Well, you're welcome, David.
0: He says he's in denial that uh, he doesn't want to run the 40 plus class. That's kind of where I was. I gave it a year. I didn't, I didn't run 40 plus when I turned 40, but I, I started running it the following year after that.
1: You could use it for more track time for mod. Yeah, no kidding. I wish I was 40 so I could do that.
0: Yeah. <laughs> really quick, uh, before we get to the comments, uh, so Emerson and I had a choice to make on Sunday on uh, drag racing, which I was kind of looking forward to, or we've been really, we've been fishing a lot. We call it urban fishing. So we've been fishing the Papio Creek in in Omaha. There's three, there's three different branches of this creek, and we've been scoping out different areas on Google Maps and just going there. And, uh, well, you were there on Friday. He's like, man, I don't really want to go drag racing. And I'm like, really? He's like, yeah, I want to go fishing. And I'm like, ah, fine. So mm-hmm. we didn't go, and uh, it was really, really windy. So I kind of don't feel bad. Although it looked like they had a great turnout, but uh, um, man, fishing was fun. So I want to plug our other YouTube channel.
2: Stand by
1: for an Alex Sturgeon shameless plug.
0: So the we have one video, and it's from this weekend, from Sunday, and it's called uh, "Talking Fish Angling." Emerson asked if he could use my company name talking fish RC talking fish on the sea. for his YouTube fishing channel. I'm like, well, he can't use RC cause this doesn't everything to do with RC. So how about talking fish angling? And so um, that's what we went with. And so he's got one video up right now. It's from, it's from Sunday, but we're going to add more as we go to it. I'm actually pretty excited. Cause like, I feel like, I feel like I only have a few years left for he's an adult. Really? I mean, it's true. He's 14, right? So it won't be too long before he's, Eventually he'll move out and have his own life and stuff. And I want to be able to do stuff with him. So if he wants to do a bunch of fishing, dude, I love fishing. I used to be, yeah. re- I used to be really, really heavy into fishing. Uh, my buddy Aaron and I would uh, the last uh, junior year and senior year of high school, we we actually uh, used our spring break to go on fishing trips. It was great. That's pretty cool. So I'm all gung ho. I bought a, I bought a brand new rod and reel on Sunday at Shields and uh, I used it to catch a sauger. It's in the video. I'm really excited. If you haven't seen it, you should see it. So look up talking fish angling, click on the video, watch it, see how excited I am. <laughs> it's almost embarrassing. This is I, because I cuss a lot. It's just how I am. Um, my parents cussed a lot. Their parents cussed a lot. So I cuss a lot. And uh, Emerson had to bleep me out a few times. It's pretty funny. My sister cusses a lot. We all just swear a lot. It's just the way it is. Yeah. So look that up, and then. I don't think I've, have I officially said anything about Talking Fish RC on here?
1: Yeah, I think we did the did other we? day. Okay,
0: so yeah, so my first gig under the Talking Fish RC um, race director for hire banner is at Hutchinson. I'm going to, I'm going to announce the fall classic for him and you're going, right?
1: Uh, When is it? The 22nd of October. We'll see. Okay. All right. I don't know yet. Okay. There, I might be going to the truck nationals truck in
0: net. Oklahoma. Oh, that's right. You told me about that. Oh, and then that brings me up to one more thing before I want to get to the comments is, uh, I think I'm going to go to the Lone Star Classic. Is that what they call it at NDRC? Okay. It's uh December 3rd. They have a gas truck? No, didn't see it on the list, but, uh, dude, it's my birthday. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to be turning 43 that weekend. So I kind of scheduled the Techno Series away from that weekend on purpose, Mm -hmm. and uh, I think I'm going to use that. I haven't gone to a race by myself in a while, so I think I'm going to go. Yeah. It's going to be fun. I don't want to pull Emerson out of school. They have 40 plus (laughs) (laughs) e-buggy.
1: That's like your favorite
0: class. (laughs) Yeah. Yep. So, and mini-truggy. So, it's going to be a good time.
1: Hmm?
2: Hmm? Oh, yeah? Do you have
0: one... All right, comments. Uh, Peter Renault says, "Get a fishing net." Yes, I I totally agree. I want to get uh waiters, not not chest waiters, but up to like my knee waiters, so we can kind of get to some hard to hard to get two spots, and a fishing net for sure. The next time I catch a big one. Jerry Doherty says, "Uh, like I said, Craig Cavalieri, Mayfield, and two-wheel drive," and I think I think that was two thousand three, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Um Renault wants to know can you put a mini truggy plastic wing on a B74? Too much rear weight. I think uh, yeah, I think it would be way too much weight to have a a thick plastic wing on there. Yeah. I mean I get why people want to do it, but it it really does throw your car off. The balance will not be correct. Yeah. Um as we go through here a um, whole bunch of back and forth between a couple guys about um, um, their kids doing good. Like Jake, uh, John Haas thanking Jake for talking to Dylan after his main and um, that they were pulling for him. And there was a lot of, there was a lot of people that wanted, you know, some of these guys to get in one last good one before we switch over. We kind of change gears, you know? Yeah. Um, Bob Thorpe from the pits. He says, good evening, everyone. Um, Eichler's, Ball stud. Uh, Alex broke a ball stud off on the rear ball stud mounts in the second qualifier and moved to the outside position instead of the middle and it and set the camber. How does that change how it drives?
1: Well, you have a longer camber link on one side versus the other. It changes the amount of leverage that the arm has on, on the suspension. So one side's going to feel softer and it's going to feel lazier than the other. So Like for me, a longer rear camber link makes the car take longer to turn because it makes the rear end lazier because you have a longer distance uh, and more leverage on the, on the, uh, more leverage on the spring, right. Or the shock. Um, so that's going to make it go, uh, you know what I mean? Yeah. And hang on that corner longer.
0: I think if you're in a pinch and got no choice. Yeah. You know, if you're in a hurry, you just
1: have to drive accordingly. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Have you heard the story Fine. about how, like, some, some, uh, like, if, if somebody did this to you or me, I, they would be, we'd be pissed, right? But I've heard a story about um, this one dude who had, like, his buddies came over and, and, like, put in a bunch of preload on one side and a bunch of preload on the other side, or left, like, took some out. So, like, it was, like, lopsided and, like, and, like, changed their Camberlink positions on either side, both front and back, and, and changed their Ackerman position front and back. And then, and then went out, the guy went out there and he didn't notice. He just drove it and, and was like, man, my car was awesome. And then his You're buddy, really? yeah. And then his buddy's showing, really like, look at your car. And then he looked at his car. He's like, how in the world did that even happen? Hmm. I've heard about that. I can't remember who told that story, but yeah, I would rem- never I, do
1: that to my car. But ever I remember it. Listening. I would
0: never touch your car. I would hope nobody yeah. ever touched my car either, but, but I uh, don't do that to will, whatever you do.
1: Yeah, don't do that to and my don't, car. Don't
0: don't put a penis candy anywhere near Will's pit. What? Oh, what happened? <laughs> I didn't do that, huh? Or what do you mean? What no, do you mean? I what are you talking- remember when you got all pissed off that one that one Friday or Saturday because I kept I kept coming over and putting penis candies on your pit area, and you kept no. fighting them. and you were like, "Who the hell is putting penis candies on my table? Stop it!" <laughs> <laughs> it's because it was like excessive.
1: Well, so I think, uh, Brian Cox, ironically Started. enough, yeah. I think that, that he, he was 3d printing these, uh, peens and he, <laughs> there was one like in my, in my car in under my body. And like, I, I think I drove my car one time with a peen inside of it. I thought it was glued <laughs> to the so- top. Wasn't it? No. Oh, wasn't? No. No. Oh, okay. Nobody. Oh, don't you dare glue it one in my car. <laughs> but I kept coming and,
0: over after that and putting. I have a bunch of these penis candies, and I kept coming over and like sticking them on your pit table. Yeah. And you were like, "God <laughs> damn it, who's it?" <laughs> but I
1: I took it and I drew a bunch of bunch of veins on the peen and I put it back in Brian's car <laughs> and like hair hair on it. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Nick Nuttenhouse says uh, it was a great interview, Will. He's talking about the uh, uh, Ignite.
1: Um, oh, nice, man. I'm glad you enjoyed that.
0: Facebook deal. Yeah. Ch-ch-ch-ch. Space Dog 504. What do they do with all that dirt after the race? We're talking about the uh, Southern Nats. I have no idea. It might be the arena dirt, dude. I mean, it yeah. is It is in the South, so it's kind of all that red clay stuff. It might just be what's already there. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of these arenas already have, you know, if they're like horse barns, not barns, but horse arenas and stuff, it's already there hmm Let's see. Uh more guys talking about uh the pass, the Mason Fuller pass. Yeah. Uh we picked up Sam Anderson. We'll be running the mic. Um
1: That's like the do it for Dale, like Dale Earnhardt and the what was it, the Wrangler car? Yeah. Did the pass on the grass, man. Yep.
0: <laughs> uh Dallas Boyd says, Congrats on the riot win. Thanks. I appreciate it. Connor House. is there any special rules about cars for the roar race other than the battery? Um, so it'll be weight voltage, blinky mode and having a legal battery. So pretty much roar rules. Yep. Nothing really special. If you have like some China battery, it might not be, but, uh, that doesn't happen too often anymore. Um, Jerry Doherty says, why can't Omaha have the Reedy race? Eh, our our place is nice, but not OCRC. It's OCRC had everything, and it has more to do with location. I don't, I don't think they'd ever want to have it outside of California. Yeah,
1: I mean, it should be near Associated. Right? Yeah, right. Yes, you know, like it, it should be near, and that's why you go. You know, you go, you go see, take the tour, and you, you know, you go to the other tracks in the area, and practice, and. It's kind of an experience, you know what I
0: mean? Mm-hmm. Um, Jared already says he's going to be looking for a 60-plus class in a few years. Hell, yeah. Uh, Steve RC says he'd be up for a 40-plus beginner class. Hmm. We actually tried to do that once. We called it Plex Masters. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. One One year we tried it. That's when um, Pat Volker and um, uh, uh, Clayton Whitmire's dad, Sean, uh, yeah. wanted to race. And I was thinking of, like, Mark Gengabaugh. And those guys, we tried it, and they didn't. They didn't run it, so we stopped. We stopped trying to have it. Yeah, it's
1: a good reason not to have it anymore if nobody races it. Exactly.
0: My sister's probably upset because we said penis a whole bunch. Why you can't say penis? You can't say penis. I said peen. You did say peen, but I said penis. I don't. It's not a naughty word. Penis, 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 penis. Okay, hold on one second. Uh there's one one more legitimate good question, then we probably should end it because we've been here for a while. Uh what is the performance difference in a B six two with a long rear shock tower versus a regular?
1: Um so the the longer tower is gonna like roll more, or the car's gonna it's gonna roll roll more and it's gonna uh transfer weight back more. So it it's not gonna feel as nimble or as light. It's gonna feel a little lazier maybe hang, hanging on to a rear corner. I thought my car was easier to drive with the shorter rear tower, even on the original B6. I thought it went, went better uh, and it was easier to drive with the shorter tower because I like a car that turns when you want it to turn and is predictable. And I don't like a lot of weight in a car because for me, that just makes it unpredictable at times. So anytime that I can you know, lower center gravity, um, I'm going to do it. And, uh, it, it just, it, it felt like it would hang onto a corner longer and then it would like lock up and just go straight, you know, didn't have that light, um, nimble feeling. They you, know, you can kind of put it where you want it, you know, but there's other guys that they like it, uh, where it, it transfers that weight and that's the way they drive. But yeah. I'm, my car is always kind of sliding, right. You know, at times, uh, it's uh, like, you know, I'm, I'm yanking throttle and I want that thing to go. That's what my opinion is on that. But, um, if you have one or the other or both, then, you know, you could try, you know, change some parts out and see what you like more. Yeah. It's really a feel thing.
0: Yep. Thank you. Cause yeah. I don't know. I don't know how I would answer that. Cause I never, I never ran a different tower.
1: Oh yeah. I tested them back to back, dude. Like I, I'm a a nut. Like I, 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 all that, all the option stuff, it goes back to back. Like I never try it, bring it to the track, try it and drive it. Like I I test it.
0: Uh, Steve RC, what are the battery rules for the roar race? It's pretty simple. Um, 8.4 volt max. Um, uh, if you're over that, we're going to let you burn it off. I'm not going to disqualify you. That's, that's for nationals. Um, and it's got to be a Roar legal battery. Most of the batteries that everybody has are already Roar legal. They have to go through a process to be Roar legal through Roar, yeah. and then they get a sticker on them. So the only time you ever see that is if you buy China batteries, or if you buy it from an unscrupulous vendor who uh, who says they're Roar legal when they're not. That's happened. Uh, I remember the the first e-buggy Nats in 2011. A couple guys had some Roar battery, some batteries that had the Roar legal sticker on them, but they weren't Roar legal. Right. And they were upset with Roar for that. It's like, how can you be upset at roar for that? That's, that's, that's who you bought them from, man.
1: Yeah. Like you got lied to. Yeah. They had nothing to do. with Yeah. It. You
0: got lied to. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. Uh, that's it. We should go. It's, uh,
1: Well, one thing we forgot to
0: talk oh, about. What did we forget to talk about? Oh, okay. I'm sorry. We got to talk about this. This is hilarious. So Sorry. It's very important. Yeah. So we've been trying to go out to eat after races and, uh, uh, we've had some extremely weird experiences. A lot of it has to do with the worker shortage. I get it. You know, I mean, you're Wendy's guy, you know, the the poor lady at Applebee's when it took three hours for us to get our stuff. I mean, yeah. she was the only one working there. I get it. Um, we tried to go to Hooters like a month ago. It took, it was pretty it clear. Took, we, it, it
1: took four hours for Justin and I to get food.
0: Yeah. And it was pretty clear that we weren't going to be able to get a table. And so we left, I left, but you guys stayed. Mm-hmm. So this time we go there and there was actually people working, which is nice. Oh yeah. But uh wasn't but a ton of people there. Wasn't a ton of people there. There was uh six of us, right? Eight. Eight of us. There was eight of us. And uh um our poor waitress, I thought she was very meek. Like I've I have a hard time hearing now. I'm like lose I'm legitimately losing some of my hearing. Like if there's more than one thing going on, I can't hear a word. Yeah. Right. And she was very quiet. And yeah, she
1: was very soft spoken, It Took shy. a
0: long time for us to get our to get our orders placed even and well
1: uh, she kept asking us but we were waiting on other people and really we had appetizers and okay. you know i don't i don't fault her for that
0: no i mean when i got there i was like all right when are we gonna order and then she kept yeah going by us and i'm like we're we gonna order what's going on over here so anyways so all that comes around we, we get our food it was timely my my wings were half the size of regular wings yeah my no wings hunt. were i mean in my my wings were great i love hooters wings Yeah. For those of you guys who watch this channel, I if if I go to race and there's a Hooters in town, I'm going, because I love Hooters wings. That's one nice thing about Hooters; they're good everywhere, and uh, at least I think so. And um,
1: this is the first bad wing experience I've ever had, but I still ate them. I didn't complain.
0: Yeah. Um. But like, uh, you didn't get your fries. My son didn't get his fries. Mm -hmm. They finally brought out your fries, right? Yeah. Right. Emerson didn't get his fries, and so. Then it started to get weird. And then and then when she was coming out to take our tickets, she was I thought she looked confused. Yeah. And then uh, um, I got my ticket and it was wrong. Gooch got his ticket and it was somebody else's ticket. And so it started to get weird. And then they couldn't find... What well, do you want to tell it? You can tell it.
1: They couldn't find uh, Darren, Darren Ryder's uh, debit card. Yeah. It brought back the ticket. It was paid for no yeah. card no card where, where, where where's where's my dang card yeah so uh i didn't realize anything was going on
0: yeah i didn't either um
1: i i looked down the table and gooch looks upset also known as darren for those that don't know gooch is darren and darren is gooch and he
0: likes and being called gooch yeah he doesn't care yeah
1: no he's cool he likes
0: it that's his nickname
1: he he owns it um he's been gooch my entire life yeah same here and and uh Gooch is getting upset because, hey, where's my dang debit card? And uh, the waitress comes back a few minutes later and gives it to him said, oh, are you Darren? And he goes, yeah, I'm Darren. He, sa- he sounds like the slinky dog. Darren, Yeah, Gooch, he sounds like the slinky dog from Toy Story. We we talked oh, yeah. talk about this. He loves it. Anyway, that's, that's what he sounds like. And So uh, Gooch, he, uh, he's like, yeah, I'm Darren. And he, uh, the waitress says, um, here- here's your card back. It was in the men's room is hmm. in the men's room. That's weird. Yeah, that's, uh, that's odd. And I'll, I'll let you continue.
0: So how did it get, so we, we were all sitting there going, wait, where was it? And so yeah. we're like trying to figure out how did it get from the waitress's possession to the men's room and what happened to it in between the things. And so so he's upset and he wants to speak to a manager and, I, and, and I'm like, I'm sitting there and I'm like, should we go? And you're like, no, I want to I see what happens. And so we're sitting there and the manager comes over and he's a complete tool.
1: Oh, he was a jerk.
0: Super jerk.
1: Well, he was like, well, didn't you go to the bathroom? Yeah. And, and the he, Darren's like, yeah, I went to the bathroom after I gave you my card to pay. Right. It didn't go in the, I didn't take
0: it in the bathroom. You had my card. And then he's like, and then the manager's like, like, well, you got your card back. What's the problem? And so, so nothing's being, nothing good is happening between. Darren and the manager and then you finally spoke up.
1: Yeah, I was like don't you understand how shady this looks? Yeah. Like, this card was in the men's room. How did it get in the men's room? He didn't take it in the men's room. You had the card. Right. What are you going to do about it? And so this is ridiculous. Uh,
0: so then I sort of spoke up and I kind of probably said too much, but I I've, eventually I was my point was you should at least like, like the right thing to do would have been to come over and go, I realize what happens very strange. Um, I will tell you what, uh, your meal's on us and let us know if anything weird happens to, with your card. Let us know if there's any funny charges.
1: So I can document who's employed tonight and deal with it if there's a problem. Right. That would have you been know?
0: the respectful uh, managerial yeah. thing to do. And that didn't happen.
1: Yeah. And he, he was like, "What? what's the problem? Yeah, You got your card back and we're all took standing a there to like the men's
0: room. No big deal. And even, even if nothing weird happened, the fact that it was, it was, it was given, given to them and, and lost basically in their possession. Yeah. That's somebody's card, man. That's their money, yeah. you know? And so we were all laying into him and he finally, I was like, fine. I'm like, you should at least comp him his meal. Yeah. And he was like, he's like, okay, I can do that. And so. So finally, finally, we're like, okay, fine. That's, that's all you had to say, you know? Yeah. Like he uh, was,
1: he was like blaming Darren for being mad about it. Yeah. And I told him,
0: and I told him, I said, dude, I'm never coming back here again. if This is how you're going to treat your customers. I said, I said, when Hooters first opened back up in Omaha, I was stoked because I used to love coming to Hooters. I actually like the food. Okay. Mm -hmm. It's been the same for 30 years. But I was like, man, the last like three times we've been here, it's just gotten worse and worse. And I was like, I was like, this is complete bull beep. And and we left and we were mad and then we left. So
1: this guy's credit card had to get shut off today.
0: Right. And then that and that's kind of weird. Yeah. You know,
1: so. So I had a a purchase for uh, $27.99 in uh, Cleveland, Ohio
0: Hmm. on my card weird
1: and they my my bank like caught it and they're like hey uh, you know text back or whatever and i did it's like i'm not in cleveland you know yep so uh yeah uh so couldn't tell you if it happened there or not but man seems like it could have
0: yeah so strike that one off the list we've had really bad luck with eating out i i actually actually because we've had such bad luck the last like couple months of eating out i kind of don't even want to eat out anymore which is uh, probably. Good. I want
1: to go, so we have something to talk it's about. It's probably
0: good for me. No, we should go. Okay, well,
1: we we fine. we, have, we so, so we have stuff to talk about.
0: Well, there's a bar down the street from my house that I want to go to. So next time you're in town for a race, we'll go there.
1: Yeah, we'll go there at regionals. No big deal. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. So we'll go there at regionals. Decided. Right. Anyway. Yeah, I like going out to eat and having a terrible time because it gives us something <laughs> to talk about on the
0: show. Yeah, exactly. Like
1: it's a segment now. It's a segment
0: now. It's a segment now.
1: It, it, yeah, like we we should have like a. Uh, like the Cheers, like where everybody forgets your order. We're like, we're like, uh, and nobody cares. We're like, we're like Kyle's
0: dad and Yelp. We've got like a, a bottle of Merlot next to us, and we're, we're typing away.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> With Boston playing in the background. <laughs> <laughs> Kyle from South Park. That is. Yeah. Kyle's dad from South.
0: Park. Kyle's dad. All right. Uh, we better go. All right. Thanks for being here, man.
1: Yeah, no problem. Order a gas truck kit. Get that impulse buy. Just, just don't even look at the price and hit the go button.
0: (laughs) Just put it on credit. Who cares? Yeah. Put it on a credit card. All
2: right.
1: Bye. See you guys. Thanks for listening.